for the listeners out there that are like, what you just said, that's me, right? Like I kind of get wrapped up and start working on these projects that like not don't have anything to do with what I'm doing, but aren't going to move the needle forward. Stop and ask yourself, why am I focusing my energy here? And oftentimes we find that it's because we're actually scared to keep moving forward on, on the true pieces, on the offer, on the launch material, right? Because we're scared of either failure or success. Just again, constantly turning inward to ask yourself, okay, what's holding me back? What lesson do I need to learn in this moment to move forward? So I love that you brought that up. Here at Kajabi, we're known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And the Creator's Playbook podcast is here to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs, we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the advice and playbook you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace. So if you're someone who's looking to start an online business, then allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the Kajabi family. everyone and welcome to the Creators Playbook podcast where we talk to some of the leading creators and entrepreneurs about the strategies and tactics they use to build successful online businesses. I'm Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience at Kajabi. Uh, and if you're a creator or entrepreneur that wants to device, diversify your revenue, build your brand and turn your audiences into customers, check this out. Now on to our episode with Chrissy Chin. How's it going today, Chrissy? Oh, it's going great. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, excited to have you. It was really great getting to meet you live in person um, at our Kajabi Hero live event. But uh, since our listeners don't know who you are in the way that I do, let's just give your 30-second-ish elevator pitch uh, on who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that I have two businesses on Kajabi, but we'll talk about kind of this main one where I help entrepreneurs take their knowledge, their passion, turn it into a digital offer and scale that business so that they can work part-time hours, spending most of their time with their family. So that is the the very condensed version. Those sound like very exciting things to me. Um, uh, just to uh, take it back a step, you mentioned you have two business. I'm interested in what the other one is too. Um, if you have an elevator pitch for that one as well. Yeah, absolutely. So the other one is called Grow Workspace and we create marketing materials and training to help a very specific niche. So when they say the riches are in the niches, they're not lying. We help young living brand partners build their businesses with pre-made content and training and help them get their businesses online with a website. So that's the other brand with a really, really specific niche, which is also fun. Love it. Love it. Well, I think that kind of segues well into uh, just a little bit more of your story. And I'm really interested in understanding what was that first moment um, or even memory where you realized that you wanted to do uh, what you do for a living? 
Yeah. Well, when I was in, I was a nurse before. And so I don't have marketing background experience. I don't have a business degree or anything like that. So if anyone out there is thinking like, I need to go to business school, you do not need to do that. Um, but really when I was helping that community, that young living community and building my own business in that market, I was finding that I was loving helping people build businesses more so than helping people with the wellness products, which is what that company does. They sell wellness products. And so I was like, okay, like I'm really passionate about wellness, but I'm really passionate about this business thing. And so that was kind of just the first part of exploration. And I wish that I could say, you know, I had the thought and and the idea and then everything just blew up, but it was definitely over a period of time, testing things, exploring things, saying, yes, I always say with action comes clarity. And so that's exactly what I was doing. I was saying yes, um, to exploring, exploring new things. And so first time with Kajabi was, well, my sister and I were business partners actually in both of the brands, which is super fun. But she was in charge of figuring out how can we create a wellness course at the time it was a wellness course and put it online. And we were struggling with looking at all of these different platforms, you know, having to integrate things together. And look, I'm not that techie. So my husband always says to me whenever I'm, he's like, download this app, go here. And I'm like, well, I can't figure it out. He's like, it's like you're 80 years old. Like, what's <laughs> Deal. And I'm like, I know it's just not intuitive for me. And so Claire was in charge of that. And um, we were just like, we need a simple solution. And she, I think she just saw an ad. I don't know what she saw, but she found her way onto one of Kajabi's master classes. And she was like, Chrissy, I think this is exactly what we need. And so we jumped in uh, way back when in 2016, that was. Wow. Wow. That is a long time ago. Like that's like close to the beginning of the relaunch of Kajabi. So new Kajabi. Um, not that it's known as that anymore. Yeah. Well, it sounds like this was like, it started out as a little bit of a side hustle, uh, for you. Uh, maybe just share a little bit more about that. Was there, was there a moment there you realized that this is not just a side hustle, that this is an actual business? Because I mean, I don't know a lot about nurses, but from what I understand, like it's, you know, you make a reasonable living on it. Um, and so like, what was that moment where you realized like, this is it? Yeah. So the, so fast forward a whole year later, Claire and I had started. So we started in 2016 building an, a wellness course on Kajabi. I think we did one masterclass. We sold a few and then I was busy with other things. She was busy with other things. We weren't agreeing quite on how the direction we wanted to take it. And so we just kind of laid that to rest. Still kind of using Kajabi. And then fast forward to that fall, um, September, I had this idea for, Hey, this was for Grow Workspace. Hey, let's take the knowledge that I have, all of these trainings I've been like creating for my team, leverage Kajabi because we're not using it as well now and put it on there. And I think this could really be a business. And I said, would it be crazy to get this set up and try and sell it November 1st, eight weeks So I said, would this be crazy to take this idea of this other business, helping people build their businesses in this very specific niche and get it on Kajabi and and launch it? And she was like, all right. I'm in. I'm the big visionary. I I have lots of dreams. And so I kind of convinced her to come alongside again and like help me get it really pretty on Kajabi. Now I know how to use Kajabi very well. Um, But we, we launched it. 
and in November launched our freebie and, and set up the funnel and people just started purchasing our membership. Like, crazy. We had 1400 paying subscribers after month one. And I will say that the the moment where I was like, Oh my gosh, this is working. And this is a real business. And I think I can quit all of the things that I'm doing was just two weeks in when I was seeing those people jumping on the email list, going through the funnel, turning into paying customers on autopilot. And funny enough, Claire shared a story just recently that I didn't know that she was sitting at a table at a restaurant on a date with someone. And she just said she kept getting these notifications on Stripe that these payments were coming through and new customers were coming through. And she goes, I just like looked down and I was on this date and I was like so excited about it. She goes, but I didn't really know like how to share it, you know, with this new person (laughs) I was on a date with. And I just, I love that story that she shared because I think that, you know, and again, thinking about the journey, you know, got on Kajabi, launched one course, kind of took a pause, got back on with something else. And I think that's a lot of people's stories. Maybe you've been on Kajabi for a year and you feel like you haven't quite figured it out, but continuing to take action, continuing to learn and dive into what is it that I really want to do? Um, and we'll, and we'll get into that, I think in a little bit. Um, but, but it, that was the moment where it was like, okay, this is, this is real. This can happen. And we, we grew that business to, we had 4,000 paying subscribers after four months. We generated a million dollars in 20 months from launching, um, and have generated, uh, a few million dollars in that, that business. So it's been a, a ride. It's been an amazing ride with Kajabi. Well, I think that just segues us perfectly. Let's dive right into it. You've already dropped a ton of golden nuggets, if you will, throughout this just brief intro to the conversation. But let's talk about the playbook. Uh, what is the playbook that we're going to discuss today? And you know, if people already don't have enough confidence based upon what you've shared so far, why is it that they should listen to you on this topic? Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, I've got years of experience under my belt now. Um, I started entrepreneurship, gosh, over 10 years ago, and I have tried a lot of things. I have failed a lot of times. So I've learned a lot of lessons that I can just really be open and share about in hopes that you can avoid those mistakes. I know not, we can't avoid all mistakes, right? No matter how much we teach you and you learn, like there's a part of success that comes from failure. And some of us have to take that own journey, but, um, launching different kinds of businesses, working with different clients, um, lots of years under my belt, lots of, I've worked with a lot of customers, thousands of customers. Um, so I know a thing or to about working with people. We've got a team um, that we work with. So yeah, just a lot of experience under my belt that I'm just excited to be able to share that knowledge with you if you're you know, in the beginning stages so that you can avoid some of those things. I love it. Well, uh, the playbook that we talked about, um, I don't know if you want to share it, I want to share it, um, but how to build a million dollar business. I cannot wait to break this down. So let's just jump right into it. Um, you've obviously done this. Um, I think, I think it's $3.8 million in sales, um, just on, you know, one of your businesses. So, um, let's distill this down, um, and distill that journey down into something that is hopefully actionable for our listeners. And I'm going to be like 
tuning in um, as well, just so I can apply this to my own business. Yeah, absolutely. So when we when we kind of launched this the second business, this KNC uh, marketing and, and design with Claire, um, the second one. So after Grow Workspace, I was like, okay, what made that first business so successful? Because of course, the little voice inside my head is saying that was a unicorn situation that could never happen again. You know, that was just the luck that you had at that time. And and I was really like, no, I think there's something to it. And I think that, and, and this is testament to all of the entrepreneurs on Kajabi that are successful that no, it's not just a fluke. Like anyone can really do this. And if I can do it once I can do it a second time. Um, and so I really kind of looked back at that business. What was it? What was, what were the key pieces that made that business successful and how can I take those and apply them to this next brand and this next business as we serve a wider um, group of people and um, applied those, which we'll get into. And our first, um, you know, kind of big launch, my first, very first launch solo kind of in my own brand was a 10K launch. And I was like, all right, you know, not too shabby. And then a year later brought Claire and I was like, let's get really focused on this business and did a six figure launch. So I was like, okay, yes, the things that I have pinpointed that are the key things that you need to really grow and scale a business while being able to work part-time, I only work part-time. So, you know, kids get off of school and like, I'm checked out uh, for the most part. So, you know, we've applied those to this. We've had multiple six-figure launches with the new brand. Um, and, you know, we're on our way to a seven-figure business for sure. I'm inspired. Let's just dig right into it. Uh, let's let's break it down. Um, whatever you're willing to share with us. Um, I, I, I want to know all about this journey. And um, maybe just how you distill that down into a few thing, few things that we can focus on. Yeah, 100%. So the first key piece to success, and what I want you to do while I'm talking about these things is sort of assess yourself and your business right now in the moment, right? And ask yourself, do I have this in place? You know, if no, then this is something to, that you have to implement. If yes, then it's time for you to start thinking about, am I doing this well? And if not, like maybe this is where things are falling behind and where if I improve this, we, I could move forward, right? I could scale to multiple six, seven figures. So the first thing is mindset. Okay. Everything starts with mindset. If we don't have the right mindset, we can't do any of the other steps well. And this is something I've, you know, always called myself an optimist. You know, I'm a big visionary person, but having the right mindset along the way to be able to pick myself up. Again, like I said before, failure happens a lot. Um, so if you don't have the right mindset to be like, okay, shoot, that didn't go as planned. You know, how am I going to pick this back up? Um, then you're going to really struggle a lot. And it could be mindset, mindset with sales. Maybe you have some blocks and barriers around sales that's going to prevent you from selling. So there could be some really specific things that are holding you back. So I want you to think, are you actively working on your mindset? Are you paying attention to how you think about things and what holds you back and where you're struggling and not just working on strategy because that will come into play. But do you have the right mindset to move forward so the strategy can work? 
So that's our first thing. Yeah. And I, I love that. I like just going through this journey myself, like the reality of this is, and like this just full transparency. Like I, I'm trying to start uh, a newsletter and I think I'm up to like 27 subscribers and like my target is to hit a hundred by the year. And the reality of this is, is like, I feel like, and obviously I'm a little bit biased, but I feel like the content is so good that people should be flocking to this. <laughs> but the reality of this is, is it takes some serious mindset for you know the right mindset to keep on pushing forward because like we live in a time to where there is so much competition for attention that no matter how great your product is the reality of it is is it's going to take some time to really build that audience and i think mindset like especially in the beginning but throughout the entire customer journey or your, your entire entrepreneurial journey is going to be absolutely critical uh, so completely agree with you chrissy um let's go a little bit deeper Let's take it a step further. What, what's next on that, that list? Yeah, absolutely. So number two is going to be making sure you're really clear and setting the business foundation. So when I, when I talk about foundation, I, I think about, you know, your mission, your vision, like who you are. And a lot of you out there on Kajabi are doing more personal brands. So I think that's great. Um, you know, but really differentiating yourself from everyone else, because there are a lot of people out there selling the same thing that you are. Um, I come from a network marketing background. And so imagine thousands of people selling the exact same products. Okay. Well, if you're a coach out there, a health coach, there's probably thousands of other health coaches. If you're um, teaching people how to dance, like there's thousands of other people teaching um, how to dance. So I was at a networking event and I love this example. I was at a networking event and the, we went around in a circle and everyone shared their elevator pitch, right? What they did, who they served and how they helped them. And there were five girls, there, there were more than five girls, but five of them shared a different uh, elevator pitch. You know, I help postpartum women lose weight. I help women clear their skin. I help women with their gut health and come to find out later in the conversation, they all worked for the same network marketing company. I had no idea. They were selling the exact same products, but they, they knew what they stood for. They knew who they were serving. They were very clear on how they could best show up. And so every single one of them stood out. And so that, like, that's just a perfect prime example of when you're really clear on um, what you're passionate about, where your knowledge is and who you want to serve, you can stand out amongst people that are selling the exact same thing, essentially, that you are. So that's really, really important. And something that we did so well in the first business and copied into the second was we knew exactly who we were serving. This young living uh, community selling these products, we knew exactly who they were, where they were hanging out. Um, and this is where like, that was validation. The riches are in the niches or, you know, niche down into your business because that clarity, especially in the beginning, I know we, everyone has this fear of like, well, if I get too specific, then I'm going to block out all these people, but you don't need a million people to have a million dollar business. In fact, 4,000 monthly subscribers. And mind you, our membership started at $4.95 a month. 
So you don't even need a, you know, high ticket offer. Um, I know that's like kind of the rage is like high ticket, high ticket, but you don't, you know, and, and just all of that, you can generate a million dollar business without having a million people. So getting clear on who you are, who you're serving, um, is just really, really important. That's key number two. I love it. I am my, I, I want to be taking notes, but I'm going to go back and listen to this recording over and over again, because as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about how I'm going to apply this. Um, so many, so many, uh, just amazing stories so far. Um, I think you are segueing really well. Let's, let's continue down the journey. Um, what's next? Okay. So perfect. The irresistible offer, right? So having that thing that you are selling and, and just being really clear about what that promise is, what that transformation is. Um, and you know, Jared, when you said, I've got this, you know, newsletter and I feel like everyone, like this is such good content and everyone should have this, you know, part of the art is making it irresistible, um, and, and marketing it in, in a way that you're actually not not usually selling the offer, you're selling the transformation of the offer. Um, so really making sure that everything around your offer is um, set up in a way that's really irresistible. So for example, in Grow Workspace in that first business, I had a community of network marketers. Okay. If you don't know much about the network marketing space, that's fine. The word network is in it. So imagine people that like to network with people that talk and share, and that's how they grow their business. And so we didn't use paid advertising for over a year. We grew the business organically and partially was because I knew that we had an audience of people that would talk. And so we priced strategically the offer very low because we knew who our ideal customer was, that they were in the beginning stages of their business. They didn't necessarily want to invest a lot in their business. Um, we gave them amazing, valuable content, and we had a community that was talking. So we gave them something to talk about. Oh my gosh, can you believe they're putting out this content for $5 a month? And everyone just started sharing it. So just having, and it was just like, they wanted it. Um, that's the other thing. When you're thinking about your offer, people buy what they want. So, you know, thinking about like, oh, I really want to create this course. Well, does anyone want it? Or like, Jared, you're like, this, the, this information is so good, <clears throat> but does anyone want it? <clears throat> Excuse me. So really just thinking about like, okay, yes, they do want it. And am I talking about it in a way that's getting them excited and seeing like, yes, what you want is in this newsletter, you know, and using that language. A lot of market research goes into that, um, talking with your ideal customers and finding out what do you want and then put using that language in there to position your offer as like, okay, that's what you want. Well, my offer here is going to give you that. So that's, that's key three. Yes. I love, I love how you talked about selling the transformation. And one thing I'd like to even dig a little bit further on, on this is uh, as I was listening to you speak, uh, I'm wondering any tips or any processes that you use to figure out what your offer should be. Um, like, should it be a community? Should it be free content? Should it be a course? How do, how do you distill down like what the offer actually should be um, that you're going to put in front of your customer base or your audience? Yeah, absolutely. This is something I break down in my book because it is a lot. It is something that people real like 
they, they think, oh, community, because I can do a subscription and I want to make a bunch of money, but that might not be the best for your audience or the best for the information that you want to give. So there's kind of a lot of, a lot of moving pieces to it. Um, one, I have my clients think about their dream life. So we want to build your business around your dream life, not try and fit your life into your business. And so what is that lifestyle that you want? If you want to be able to create something and then kind of run it on autopilot more so than having to create. So for Grow Workspace, we had to create new content every single month. So we were creating, 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 creating. And so if we wanted more time back, we had to hire help to create, right? So thinking about that, that dream life, how much time do I really have? And so then you can be thinking about, okay, so is it a course? Is it a pre-recorded course? Because I need to be able to kind of sell it all the time without me being present. Is it a membership? Because uh, what I have to offer would be really good. Uh, either you're providing content regularly, or maybe you're providing support regularly, then a membership might be the best option for you. Templates are not, so thinking about what you do and how you do it are templates, something that would, would serve your audience. Well, then templates are going to be what you're going to sell. So thinking about your dream life and then combining that with what, like, what are you providing? Who is your audience and what's the best vehicle to offer that to them? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Uh, no, I love, I love starting with the, it's starting almost with the inspiration, that thing that almost like works its way back to that mindset. When you have that, that thing that you're, you're dreaming of and that thing that you are aspiring towards, it really helps keep your mindset on the right path. Um, you know, to do the, to take, take those next few steps that you just described. Um, so let's, let's keep going. Let's keep digging further. I know there's more to this. We're not to a million dollars yet. No, we are not. Okay. So number four is the seven figure funnel. And this is where like automation is my jam. I love automation. If we can automate it or hire it out, let's do that because that means I get more time with my family. I get more time to be traveling and exploring things. Although like I love working with my clients. So I always like have to make sure my hands are in there. Um, but I want the freedom and flexibility as I'm sure you do out there. You, that's probably one of the reasons you started your business is likely because you're passionate about it. You wanted to find more, more joy in what you're doing. And then a lot of you, you want that freedom and that flexibility to work whenever you want to make more, um, and work less. And so that's where the seven figure funnel comes in. And that was the moment when we created that funnel. So launched the first business, didn't really know much about funnel building and automating freebies, all of that, and then hired a coach and sat down for an hour and a half. I know an hour, just sat down for an hour. And he kind of just ran me through like, okay, you need a funnel. I was like, okay, tell me more. Like, I'm just going to soak it in and explain what it was. And I was like, okay, I need a free thing that gives them a little and then builds desire for my offer in the automated email sequence and then pitches the offer. And so we built that. And that was when we were, when Claire was sitting, you know, across that guy uh, on her date and getting those notifications when I was waking up to new customers every morning selling while I was sleeping. That was the moment where I was like, Oh my gosh, the automated funnel is key. 
It's key to more time back. It's key to more revenue. It's key to serving the masses, serving more people. So if you're someone out there that's like, money doesn't inspire me. Like I want to serve the people. I'm getting chills thinking about it. Then automation is for you. And a lot of people think automation is impersonal or, you know, bot responders like, well, it's not going to be personal. No, you craft the message that's being sent through the automated actions, right? And so if that message is coming from you authentically, it's personal. And what the automation allows you to do is reach thousands of people while you're doing whatever you want to be doing, creating that next offer, taking the kids to soccer practice, taking a long weekend and going on vacation. The automation is what really makes the magic happen and allows you to work part-time building a million dollar business. So hundred percent, if you don't have that, you need it. And if you have it and it's, and you're not seeing people turn into customers, there's something that's not connected in the funnel, right? And there's lots of pieces to the funnel. So it kind of takes a moment to break it down into, okay, is it the the beginning of the funnel where I'm, I'm missing the mark. My messaging isn't on point. No. Okay. People are signing up for my freebie. Ooh, no one's opening the emails. Okay. I need to look at my subject lines. No, people are opening the emails, but no one's clicking. Okay. You know, so going through the funnel to really figure out where is it broken? Cause it should be working. As I think back through that, uh, and obviously I'm not anywhere near, I'm not even getting the kaching sounds yet because I have nothing to sell. Um, but I, I, first of all, I just completely resonate with uh, the little teeny bit of automation that I have is when I get a new subscriber. Um, like I get that email alert from my Kajabi account. It's like, ah, I get that same feeling, I think, as maybe uh, your sister got when she was seeing sales come in. Um, so that automation is actually important, I think, in just about any stage. I certainly wouldn't be doing this like manually putting people's email addresses into, you know, my, my newsletter list. Um, but are there any, uh, just key moments that you've realized over the journey that you found like, like truly automating things really make uh, a massive difference, um, in terms of your ability to scale? Yeah. I mean, I think that moment that I kind of shared in the beginning, just in terms of being able a, to have a digital offer, that we were able to put on Kajabi, right? So having that digital thing that the masses could take advantage of without it taking me, you know, thousands of people could take advantage of it without it taking me thousands of hours. So in just being able to leverage all the pieces of Kajabi to make everything happen, you know, we set it up and we didn't, we didn't set it and forget it, but we set it up and then everything just started happening. And that moment where we had thousands of people paying us every single month in our subscription, getting the content and getting the information. And Claire and I were working part-time. I mean, that was the the moment where I was like, yes, automation just makes it work and allows you to continue to live your life how you want to live it. Well, I think that there's, there's, there's also a counterbalance to that, which, uh, you know, I think kind of leads into the next portion of the playbook that you're talking about. Um, let's, let's dive into that to talk about like, uh, cause you, you were kind of, I guess, alluding to this earlier with personalization in your messaging. Um, but, uh, I guess where do we go next? Yeah. So 
so we've got, you know, we've got our mindset in place. We've got our business foundation. We're clear on who we have. We've got our offer. It's irresistible. We've got our funnel, the messaging. So this is where we can kind of go back and look at kind of all the pieces in our business. If we're still not seeing sales, but it seems like we have everything kind of set up, then we need to look at the copywriting, the messaging, how we're putting our message out there. You know, so again, oh, the stuff that I have is really good, but no one's opting in or no one's buying. It's like, there's a disconnect here. So if you're really clear on who it is that you're, you're, trying to target who you're talking to, who you want to help, then the messaging has to match that. And oftentimes the messaging is vague. Again, this, this goes down to, I want to help everyone. I want to serve everyone, but anyone could use my products. Anyone could buy my course, anyone, you know, all of this. And so the messaging becomes really watered down. So making sure that your messaging is um, specific and clear. That's another thing with messaging is like people get, um, try and get really fancy with messaging and clever with messaging, but the more simple and clear, the better. And so when your messaging is not spot on, you will have a hard time converting people. People won't be opting into your freebie. People won't be clicking in your automated emails. People won't be purchasing from your sales page. And so when you aren't making sales, that is a tall tale sign that the messaging is there's something, there's something wrong there. And we need to take a look at that and have clear, uh, better messaging. I feel like you're undoubtedly on to something. And like, I'm thinking through my approach thus far and different ways that I could maybe niche down a little bit, which also helps provide that clearer messaging. Um, so I'm taking this all to heart <laughs> out the gate. Uh, I'm going to be applying some of this, uh, for my side gig, my side hustle. Um, definitely over the weekend. Um, but let's take this a step further. We've got one more step to talk about in this uh, uh, overall playbook to building that million-dollar business. Yeah. So the last thing is design. And when we talk about design, I mean, design on um, you know your landing pages, your website design. And there's a lot of psychology that actually goes into design and even taking it deeper to designing the copy. Um, so that it is approachable. So a lot of people that are missing this part are actually repelling people without even knowing it. So it could be someone visits your, your website and the design is just so bad. And you might think it's great. And I bet, you know, there's pieces that are good. You might think it's so great, but, but there's psychology behind it that maybe the colors, how you're presenting it or where things are, it's repelling people just even subconsciously that they don't even realize they're just like, Oh, not for me. And it's actually the design. So people come for the design and then they stay for the copy. So if you're like, no, man, my messaging is good. Like this is on point. And it's like, okay. Let's look at the design. You know, what does your website look like? How are things positioned on the pages? Is it clear? Uh, is it appealing to the eye? Is it way too much and it's overwhelming, causing people to subconsciously shut down and just leave your site? Cause we don't want that. So the design is really a key element. And I know a lot of us out there aren't natural designers. That's where mine and Claire's partnership comes in. Like I'm all things, uh, strategy, copy, sales 
skills. Like I love all that stuff. And she is design guru. So I'm like, Claire, make it pretty. (laughs) Right. And she does that. Um, you know, and what I love about Kajabi is they have so many different, uh, templates and things that really get you started, but we do want it to be unique to you and to your brand and to your brand's personality and attract the right person. And you can do that not only with your words, but with your design. So that is another key piece to having this seven figure business is making sure that the design is in play all the way down to designing the copy on your page, which is just a huge one people miss. Well, as you said, I, I mean, I couldn't have said it better. Uh, that's, that's one of the pieces that I love about Kajabi. Uh, it takes some of that. I mean, obviously there's still some skill set required, but it takes some of that, uh, those elements and makes it easy for you to come up with a pretty strong design right out the gate. Uh, thanks to all the templates. Um, but that actually let's, let's just segue right into we touched on this a little bit earlier um like was there a what was i guess since you talked about the win uh, i'm interested like maybe more about the why or the pain point that you realized that ultimately drove you to finding a tool like a kajabi for your business mm-hmm. yeah so not being very techy and not having a lot of time when we found kajabi i had gosh my son was probably 15 months old so i had a new little one at home. I was busy. I was still working my nursing job. And so I needed something that just worked well and seamlessly. And I didn't have to piece all of these things together. And let me tell you, y'all, I'll be totally honest and transparent that we ventured out and we're like, okay, let's use this email platform. Oh, let's use this for affiliates. And we've come back to Kajabi and been like, nope, I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, because there was just, it's too much headache trying things. Oh, this, this isn't communicating. This isn't working. Okay. Wait, why did we, why did we veer off from Kajabi anyway? So now we're back to like everything is on Kajabi, um, which is where I just recommend that people go. So it was just, you know, basically not wanting to overcomplicate it. And that was the other thing is keeping it simple. You know, as our business grew, I, I think, I think the mindset that I had at this, at that time was, my business has grown. It's very successful. So I can get more complicated now and I can do things really fancy with like some other tools. Great that they could kind of plug in well. But at the end of the day, we've realized that simplicity is best. And so just going back to being like, okay, it got too complicated and something started breaking. Let's go back to simple. And so that's really what we needed in the beginning. And then grew and veered away from it. And then we're pulled back in. And so that mindset of like shifting, and this is where, again, always working on mindset. Okay. Why did I think we needed to do that? Did my ego get too big? Did you know what happened? Okay. Reality check. No, keep it simple. It doesn't matter. You know, your business can grow to eight figures and just keeping it really simple. So again, just not wanting to spend a lot of extra time, needing that time to be with my family, needing it to be simple because I'm just not super techie and didn't want to have to figure out all the things. is, And that's why when Claire found Kajabi, it was like, yeah, this is it. This is the solution. 
I love the story. I love the background. Um, uh, and also love the, the overall playbook that we went through of building that million dollar business. Uh, but just to bring it down, uh, our back a little bit, um, maybe for some of our listeners who are maybe closer to the stage that someone like me is in to where like the million, I got the mindset, the million dollar business is coming someday, but it's a little bit distant. So if you were to share any type of advice or maybe go back to your early days of just starting out, what would you share um, with someone who's maybe just on like day zero or in maybe it's just like they've made that first step, but are trying to figure out what to do next? Take action. Even if you don't have the clarity, I said this before at the beginning of the episode, with action comes clarity. And I say it over and over and over. There's two things that my students are always like, Chrissy, I just heard you on my shoulder saying with action comes clarity and done is better than perfect. Because the truth is, if you're a perfectionist out there, which I don't consider myself one, but then I find myself, you know, like, oh, but it's not perfect. I can't launch it yet. I can't put it out there. You can't sell anything unless you put it out there. So you just have to have to embrace that done is better than perfect mindset. You can always make it better. We all look bad the first time. I mean, my first podcast was bad. My first course needed work, you know, but there's so much opportunity to get better. There's a million million dollar ideas out there to kind of circle back to this with action. They don't become million dollar ideas without taking action. So let's not get hung up on perfection. There's so much time to make it better. And like, let's be honest, there's not that many people that listen to my first podcast or that's going to listen to your first one or maybe take your download your first free, <laughs> right? So like, yep. it's not like you're like, oh my gosh, a million people are going to see me screw up. No, probably five. Okay. And like, it's not the end of the world. That's the only way we can get better, right? When we start to learn to walk, we fall constantly. It's the only way that we're going to learn to pick ourselves back up, put one foot in front of the other. So just remember, don't wait until it's perfect because you'll be waiting forever and just take action. You may find yourself kind of going down this path and you take a little veer off. You're like, okay, I'm doing this thing. Christy said, take action, take action. So I'm going to create this freebie. And then all of a sudden you're like, mm, nope. Okay. I realized after I made that and put it out there, ooh, that was not the freebie I want to do. And I'm going to go back the other way. That's fine. We take little detours all the time. Growth is not a straight line to the top. It's literally the most zigzaggy piece of yarn that you could possibly imagine. So just keep taking action, keep moving forward, and then get yourself a support system. You know, the Kajabi community is amazing um, to just have the support from other people because it's hard to be on an island by yourself. And trust me, there's a lot of people out there in the same position you are. So to use it as a place of inspiration, not a place of complaining, but just like keep it positive um, and, and just know that there's other people out there that are moving through this just as you are. I was there. So many other people that have been on this podcast were there in the beginning. So 
you're you're on the path, my friend. Yes, I love that completely can attest to everything that you've just stated there. And uh, just layering on top of that, like just the, the personal anecdote is taking action actually creates inspiration. Um, it, it makes like I, I struggled for years. I struggled for years. And uh, maybe one little nuance too, at least uh, from my perspective, is that taking action is one thing, but taking action on something that actually is going to move your business or your project, your hustle, whatever you want to call it, in a positive momentum moving forward is really where it's at. Because I've also taken a lot of action on things that were ultimately not actually moving me closer towards where I wanted to go. So taking action that is actually going to drive you towards wherever it is that you're aiming to hit, whether that's a subscriber, a follower, a sale, whatever that is, take that like that action that is going to move you closer to that goal. Yeah. One thing, you know, for the listeners out there that are like, Oh yes. Like with what you just said, that's me, right? Like I kind of get wrapped up and start working on these projects that like not don't have anything to do with what I'm doing, but aren't going to move the needle forward. Stop and ask yourself, why am I doing that? Why? And this goes back to mindset. Why am I focusing my energy here? And oftentimes we find that it's because we're actually scared to keep moving forward on, on the true pieces, on the offer, on the launch material, right? Because we're scared of either failure or success. Actually, a lot of people are really scared of success. So just again, constantly, um, turning inward to ask yourself, okay, why am I stuck in this spot? What's holding me back? What do I, what lesson do I need to learn in this moment to move forward? So I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Such, such great advice. Such, such great tips. Just that as I think back to that playbook, it's mindset. It's becoming clear with those business foundations. It's creating that irresistible offer. It's automating your messaging and design. Uh, like I'm going to be following these steps on my own journey. Um, so thank you for taking the time to share this with not just me, but all of our listeners. Chrissy. Um, I'd love to just give them an opportunity to learn a little bit more about you. So anything that's like up and coming on the horizon that uh, our listeners should be aware of? Yes, 100%. I'm really excited. I have a book coming out in January. And I was thinking about when you said, with action comes creativity. When I was writing the book, which took a lot longer than I had hoped, but the girl who was kind of guiding me through was like, just block off the time and just start writing. And I would sit down and I'm like, I have such writer's block. I cannot think of anything to write. And I was like, okay, it's just going to be bad. It's going to be bad, but I'm just going to get <laughs> words on the, you know, type words on the keyboard. And I found that, yes, the creativity just started flowing. And then I was like bumped up against my time block. And I was like, no, wait, I, now I'm so inspired and I have so many ideas. So yes, to validate that, but I'm just really excited about the book. It breaks down, you know, a lot of these principles, these beginning principles to get you, um, a lot more focused on, yeah, what knowledge do I have? How, what is, you know, we talked a little bit about how to figure out what that digital offer is. I break that down even more, um, to help someone come up with that. We talk more about the funnel and break that down inside the book. Um, so a lot of it is, is in there, but that's coming out in, uh, early 2024. So it's called sell while you sleep. 
because that's one of my favorite things to do, my friend. Um, but it's about yes. how to turn your knowledge into a digital offer and how to automate your online business to create that life of freedom. Yes. Well, I can't wait to check out the book. Uh, in the meantime, anywhere we can be sending our listeners to just check you out on social, your website, where should we send them? Yeah, absolutely. I'm most active on Instagram, which is at the Chrissy Chin underscore. My podcast is also just a great place. I share lots of good nuggets there. So I put out new episodes weekly. It's called Badass is the New Black. You can find me on any podcast platform. Um, and then website is the Chrissy Chin. So you can also go save your spot uh, for the book and get some extra goodies for getting on the wait list for when it comes out at the chin.com forward slash book. Uh, so that's where you can find me and please connect with me, share your story, share your ideas, share your struggles with me. I am here cheering you on. Um, and I just have so much belief in you that you can do this. You are doing this. You're just in, in one step, one chapter of your own story. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Chrissy, for taking the time out of your day to share all of this advice with all of us. I, I can't wait for the book. I can't wait to re-listen to this episode. But huge thank you to you for sharing with us today. Absolutely, Jared. And good luck on the newsletter. I can't wait to hear some updates from you moving forward. Oh, they'll be coming. Oh, they'll be coming. Well, that is all we have for our listeners this week. Thank you so much for listening. We will look forward to seeing you next time on the Creators Playbook podcast.